A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to SWAC. How's everyone doing? Hopefully doing well. Another episode. We got a fun one in store for you today. We have some amazing guests coming on to talk proposals, relationships, everything in between. Hopefully share some juicy deets. Um, This whole kind of idea was stemmed because... I think I had said on a previous podcast, my brother recently got engaged and um, I was going to have my sister, future sister-in-law come on and talk about their proposal, but she is in grad school and is deep in midterms right now. So she is not available, but we wanted to do the episode anyway. So they had a great proposal and they're happily engaged. But today we're going to be hearing from some other people about their proposal stories and potentially sharing ours as well. Um, Can we say who we're having? Yeah, let's say who we're having. So to start, we're having my sisters. We're having my uh, sister, Shira, come on um, to start it off. And then we are having my sister-in-law, Jennifer, followed by... Followed by my other BFFFAE, um, who's my maid of honor at my wedding, Haley. She will be on here. She's very recently engaged over just the past couple of months. So she'll be on here to share. And then um, I will share and Jilly will share about our experiences as well, since we're all engaged or married ladies. So... Hopefully, it will be a fun episode, and you can get a kick out of some of our stories, and um, yeah, so let's get into the show. Okay, everyone. So we have my sister, Shira. Shira, welcome to SWAC. Thanks so much for having me. Welcome to SWAC. She's a married woman, has two beautiful children, and you know, we can get kind of a vintage proposal, if you will, since she's, you know, in her ripe age of, of 36. Well, yeah, my elder years. Vintage proposal. So, Shira, why don't we start this off with giving us a little history, how'd you meet Sean, where were you in your life, et cetera, so forth, leading to the proposal and happily ever after. Okay, so we originally met at a mutual friend's house right after we graduated high school. So um, we were 18 and we had a memorable conversation and nothing really came of it. 
Um, because what was so he, memorable in the conversation? Did he make a dad? Did he make a dad joke? Like he loves? <laughs> no. So his personality didn't come out until way into our relationship. But we realized we had a lot in common, like random stuff. Like we're both Canadian. His dad's from Montreal. My parents are from Montreal. I didn't know he was Canadian, actually. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to learn a lot on this podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So I um, was choosing between going to McGill and Michigan, and he had chosen to go to Michigan, but um, his dad had go blue his dad had forced him to uh to apply to mcgill that was another thing we had aunts named carolyn we were both left-handed etc just like a bunch of random things in common so that was one night um where we met and then four years later after we graduated college we bump into each other at a nightclub through another mutual friend um, and that's when we exchanged numbers finally. So that was May of 2006. We were 22 wow. and I would say a couple weeks later he calls me, but he doesn't ask me out. He just calls and it's like, okay, bye. Like we should hang out sometime. And then, and then like just no a chit chat. Yeah. But like, and like vague, we should hang out, but then. So, um, coincidentally, right when we hung up the phone, one of my closest friends from high school calls me and her boyfriend at the time had gone to high school with my husband, Sean. And, um, I said, the weirdest thing happened. Sean just called me and like said he wanted to hang out, but then didn't make any plans. And she goes, well, what are you doing tonight? And I said, nothing. And she goes, so call him back and ask him to have dinner. And I thought that was so out of character for her to be that forward and tell me to do something. But I listened and she happened to be with her boyfriend who verified, yeah, Sean's a really good guy. So what are you doing? Go call him back. Like, what are you doing on the phone with me still? So I was like, all right. She's like, call me back after you ask him to dinner. And I, again, like something I also would never do. I'm very traditional and I want the guy to be the yeah. one to initiate all those plans. So I call him back. I ask him to dinner and um, we meet at CPK. Oh my God. <laughs> this is like what that was the best. Yeah. Um, it was not the greatest date, but also not a terrible date. It was just like an awkward first date. It felt a lot like an interview, but I guess that's what first dates are supposed to kind of be like. And um, my story with him is so long that I will cut to the end where we basically were super busy the entire summer. So this is May of when we graduate. He has like some five week summer plan and so do I. So we basically say, okay, like let's have a good summer and let's catch up like in a few months kind of a thing. So meanwhile, I had like an open-ended kind of a relationship from college and I was still long distance talking to him, but nothing official. And um, I didn't know this, but he had an official girlfriend from college. So Sean uh, did or this other guy? Okay. So he, um, friend, so he was still seeing his girlfriend at the time yeah. and you were seeing this open-ended relationship. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't both exactly available. Right. Okay. But did you know, did Sean disclose that to you or did you just like find out on Facebook? No. So Sean did not disclose that to me. I did not find out on Facebook then. Um, I was legit looking for a husband and not putting all my eggs in the basket that was the, in the open-ended relationship. So like 
I don't know how available he was, but I was, I, even though it sounds like I wasn't, I was you were. in the search for the right guy to be my husband, like a creeper. Like that's what I was looking for. Dad, serious, ready for yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> So, um, also something we did not share with each other on the first date because it would be super inappropriate. Coincidentally, those two relationships were going to be in town the same exact weekend, end of August. Oh my gosh. So we start, yeah, so we have our like elaborate plans overseas. We come back. His girlfriend is in town the same weekend that guy is in town. And um they break up at the end of the at the end of the weekend. And my open-ended relationship stays open-ended and I make plans to go visit him um, over Thanksgiving. So let's call your open-ended relationship what like Steven? Yeah, let's call him Steven. And wow, I just did Steven know about Sean or I about Sean? You're fully, you did, but that's not until way later. Okay, wow, wow. Okay, we really got yeah. Steven so was the journey. Jilly was like a tiny child when Steven was in town that last weekend of August, and they actually like clicked and got along so well. And <laughs> at the time. Because he was like a child. He was kind of like a child. Like, I remember the three of us had dinner one night down the street. Yes, and like I Baja Fresh. Yes, and you raced home, and I felt like the mom walking behind the kids. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. <laughs> I was really into him. This is a, just a total anecdote, but um, we also shared a phone line back in the day. It was a whole landline situation, and so the phone would ring, and one of us would pick up, and if it was a, one of Jelly's friends, I'd put the kid, the, the friend on hold, and and um, Jilly would pick up and vice versa. And so what ended up happening was since we were like long distance on the phone, um, he'd call and she'd have a 30 minute conversation with him first and then put him on hold and then tell me he was on the phone. And I'm, I, was, I was always so confused because the phone hadn't rung. And then I realized they had been talking for a while. Then she gave me the phone. Anyways. Um, Sounds classic. But so you any- were like on a date with Sean. So when no. you called one time. Oh, Did I want- you weren't home. You were on a date with Sean. Yeah. So flash forward. Well, I haven't reconnected with Sean yet in my story, but yes, oh. eventually I'm dating Sean. And um, so we start dating again after he ends his relationship. Um, we start going on dates. I'm still talking to Stephen on the side <laughs> and have this plan to go visit him in Montreal over Thanksgiving. And also the trip was going to be um, a way for me to help pack up my grandmother who had an apartment there and she would um, live in Los Angeles for the winter. So it was both to see Steven and actually stay in his in his house with his family. We all lived at home still then. And um, also help my grandmother pack up her apartment and then fly her back to um, Los Angeles. So now I'm dating Sean and Steven still calls and one one phone call Steven calls and Jilly picks up the phone and he goes, Oh, so has Shira been behaving herself or something like random, just making conversation? And Jilly goes, Who are you referring to? Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he had no idea. I was so he didn't know about Sean and did Sean know about Steven? Um like did Sean think you guys were exclusive at this point? At this point, no, we okay. hadn't had talk, but um, I knew you were both so shady. <laughs> like, wow. 
So at the point when Julie told Stephen about Sean, I don't know if Sean knew about Stephen yet. I'm thinking he didn't. I don't remember that part of it. But so eventually, as things are getting more serious with Sean, and I have an upcoming trip to Montreal to be with Stephen, I just was like, I can't anymore. Like, I have to be up front with Sean. Good. So I tell him, like, look, there's this guy. We were never official, but, like, it's become kind of serious, and he came to visit, and now I have plans to go visit him. But also, I'm going to pack up my grandmother and bring her, etc. And so Sean was like, all right, so you have a decision to make, basically. Like, you do what you're going to do. So, Sean. It's, yeah, so Sean. And I also didn't know him very well yet. So, um, so as it gets closer, I start, like, you know, I have, I'm, like, between my head. Like, weighing Stephen versus Sean. Right, because Stephen and I even had, like, a hypothetical plan for him to move to L.A. and be my husband and et cetera. So I had that list going in my head and picked Sean. And if you know the two men... I don't have to say why, <laughs> um, but Sean, Sean just like checked off all my boxes. Literally, like everything I was looking for, he he possessed all of those qualities. And it's just so funny. We were so meant to be in so many ways because of all the things we had in common. Um, we grew up five minutes away from each other and never knew it was like we were living parallel lives. And um, yeah. it was almost like meant to be because I almost went to the uni same university as him and I feel like we were going to meet at some point in life so but so when but, you were going you were going to Montreal to visit him and to pack up your bubby and then what happened so on so so I was going to go visit Stephen on Thanksgiving but on November 4th I made Sean and Mai's relationship official okay so like what, two and a half weeks before Thanksgiving when I was going to go visit Stephen, like that's when I was like, I choose I'm you. I'm Sean, right. And, and did you tell Stephen that? Yes. Okay. So after making it official with Sean, I told Stephen and what I told Sean was I'm obviously not going to go to see Stephen and to be in his house, et cetera, but I have other friends and family to visit and I'm going to bring my grandmother home. So, um, yeah, so now everyone's on the same page. Steven is obviously very hurt and heartbroken and crushed and all of that. Um, he actually bought us tickets to a hockey game that he insisted he still take me to, even though I said, just take one of your friends. Um, so that was awkward when I was there. But anyway, so leading, leading up to Thanksgiving, um, and it was going to be like a week-long trip or something like that. So I get in the car. My dad's taking me to the airport in rush hour. Um, in Los Angeles. And so I'm in the car seeing the traffic in front of my eyes. And of course, just nervous about the whole ordeal and get the worst stomach cramps of my life that I make dad turn around and go home. And I was like running to be on the, on the toilet and I was on the toilet for like 45 minutes. I mean, it sounds so, like, sounds familiar. I've been there a million yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> So as I'm like on the toilet, he's knocking on the bathroom door like, you're going to miss your flight. I'm like, I literally cannot yeah. get up and help you. And there's traffic and I don't know what to do. He's like, at this point, should we cancel? And I'm like, or reschedule or whatever it was. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, when do you want to go? And I'm like, honestly, I don't need more than whatever, three days instead of a week or whatever it was going to be. So it just worked out that. I think I must have left Thanksgiving is on a Thursday. So I must have flown out that Friday 
and I don't remember how many days prior it was that I was meant to leave, but um, because I was in town for Thanksgiving and my family never did their own Thanksgiving because they're too Canadian for that holiday, um, Sean's family, who actually also happened to not be born in the United States, do a huge Thanksgiving. And so I actually went to his family's Thanksgiving um, which was, I guess it was all sort of meant to be because we had just become official in our relationship a few weeks prior. And then I was boom there and met the entire family. Wow. So that went to Montreal. It all worked out. I had to go to that hockey game with Steven, which was super awkward. Oh my God. That you had to go with him. (laughs) I know. It was maybe he just thought like he'll take you to the hockey game and you'll change your mind. Change your mind. I don't know what he thought, but um, so uh, yeah. So was that the last time you ever saw Steven? No, we've seen <laughs> Steven a few times. I think Julie was with me every other occasion. Yeah. He's like um, in that Montreal scene, like it's, he's he's. But, but like the last time that you hung out with him, like one on one. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's um, where yeah. your and Steven's story ends. Y- yes, it, okay. it is. Except for like, yes, no, that's exactly It okay. ends with him marrying our cousin. Oh, that's a funny one too. And then, yes. <laughs> okay, so you, that's how you and Sean got together. Yes, so that, that whole weekend ended. And then Sean and I just had like, and whatever, we had, we were together two years, moved into each, moved in with each other, lived together for a year. Um, what, during our relationship, we were both in grad school. He was in law school. And so as his graduation was coming up, my graduation gift to him was a trip to Montreal because he had been, I think maybe once when he was a very young child and I wanted, I wanted him to get to know a city that I loved so much. Right. So, and I planned, you know, itinerary, all the touristy fun things and also the, like what, like the local spots, um, to, to see and experience and, um, meet my cousins and family friends and all of that stuff. So, um, this is where the proposal story kind of starts. So basically the timeline for graduating law school and taking the bar. So he takes his finals studies for the bar all summer long. It's very time consuming and strict and you literally have no time to breathe. And he did that the entire summer. The bar, the last day of the bar is a three day test. The last day was July 31st and a week, a week or maybe two weeks later, we went to Montreal. And so, um, my family and a lot of my friends, I think knew that I was ready to get engaged and that I love Montreal so much and it was so meaningful in so many ways. And that I had mentioned to Sean, I think I mentioned to him, like, I don't, that it would be a good place to get engaged, but because he had no time to shop for a ring, I knew it wasn't going to happen. And I'm the only, I feel like my friends to this day don't believe me that I was super shocked when he did end up proposing in Montreal. But I'm like, you guys don't understand. He's been studying. Then he took the bar. And then I've been with him every day for two weeks. He did not buy a ring. There's just no way. So anyways, we have a great trip in Montreal, the morning of the proposal. So he decided, so I made the itinerary and he decided that he was going to propose when we were, um, there's this lookout spot. Like within your itinerary though, he like planned within. 
So did you say like, I want to be engaged on the top of Mount Royal? I don't think so. You didn't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, I know, I know we talked about proposal scenarios um, hypothetically and like way before, you know how when you don't want to like freak out the guy you're dating, you kind no. of like bring things up vaguely. Like yes. how old do you want to be when you get married? Yes. Yeah. Like no pressure at all. I just like want to know. Like let's just, it's just a fun conversation. I was like pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah, but so you kind of yeah, but yeah. Jilly, you were pressure, pressure, Jilly pressure, like at relate. the end. Oh, here's here's our sister-in-law Jennifer. She just joined for She's some commenting in. The spot that Sean Sean knew what we were doing, and so one of the things was going on a hike at Beaver Lake, and then it ends on this beautiful lookout spot, this like cobblestoney paved lookout spot where you have a view of the entire city, and it's so beautiful. And so um, he didn't know, like, I'm going to propose on August 23rd. It just depends on when we went. And we kind of figured it based on other plans we made. So anyways, the morning of that, we had, it was really cute. We had brunch with my great uncle and cousins and then went to a park where my cousin was, his band was playing for some sort of fundraising event. And then my great uncle gave Sean directions to Beaver Lake where he ended up proposing. So that was pretty cute. So we went, we hiked, we got up to the top and what did you say? What did I say? Mm -hmm. When he asked it to marry me? Yes. Well, I was throw I was caught off guard because you know how a lot of men will like give a speech about like a cheesy speech leading up to the question. Yes. There was none. Like I think meant to but got too nervous so I'm literally standing at the lookout with my camera and he is bending down to propose but I don't see him because I'm look I'm standing and I thought you know in my periphery maybe he bent down to tie his shoe so I turn around and he's down and I'm facing down to see what he's doing and he didn't even have a box because it was in his pocket so he's literally holding this little ring in his fingertips so I was like, the whole thing was so sudden and like visually hard to like, uh, like comprehend. Right. <laughs> and he right. didn't say anything other than, will you marry me? Once I like, he saw that I was So he looking. just like waited for you to notice. And then he asked you the, <laughs> how's the big question. Yeah. So because it was so sudden and because I literally in my head knew there was no way he had a ring, I'm still like, I now I know how he got it, but. Like it's usually a process and pick out a stone and then wait for it to get made and the whole thing. He, I mean, I just, anyways, he had one and that was something I didn't mentally prepare for. So all I said was, are you serious? Like 20 times, which didn't help because he was already nervous. And I was so shocked that all I could say was, are you serious? <laughs> and then eventually I said yes, but like, I wasn't done say, like thinking, are you, like I wasn't done being confused. Right. That I can I understand say, that. I had that experience. Yeah, I said yes, just to like ease his worry. But I was like, I still just anyway. So it took a second to to set in. But that's that's the story. So nice. I also remember so well that there was like this picture of you sitting up there, like looking at your ring. Remember? And then I photoshopped Jilly to do be doing the exact same thing. And yeah, you photoshopped that for me. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> My early photoshop that. days. <laughs> Also, I remember, Shira, you wanted to call me, and I was at, like, my um, college application little like seminar essay writing session. Obviously, mom didn't want you to bother me, but you did. Thank you. 
Okay, well, thanks, um, One last question before you go, Shira. Do you, can you just give one piece of marriage advice? Ooh, need that. <laughs> marriage advice. Um, or like, you know, just like your best, your best yeah, marriage no, piece. I would, say, I would say that the little things that bother you about your significant other some people say learn to love them I think that's not realistic I say just like learn to accept that that is the way it is and they are the way they are and it's not going to change and the advice is figure out how you as their partner could deal with it in your best way that's very good advice <laughs> yeah I think we could all use that <laughs> Uh, thank Excuse you, Shira. <laughs> Thanks, Shira. You were great. Congratulations to you and Sean on your proposal, engagement, and happy years of marriage and beautiful family. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Oh, please come back. Come anytime. back anytime. Oh, thanks. Okay, bye. 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 Hi, Jenny. Hi. Now we're How welcoming Jen to SWAC, SWAC debut. Oh, How you thank feeling? you so much. I'm an active listener. Are you so excited to be here? So excited. Oh I honestly was waiting for you to ask me. I know. Like, I feel like this is my proposal from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, Jenny, let's dive right into it. Give Jennifer. us a little quick background on like, well, I was how you and your now husband, who is Jilly's brother, how you guys met, like just short little, like, you know, the 411. Well, um, we met at a bar, which was formerly a bar. Um, now it's Warwick. Do you know Warwick? Warwick was like, we, like my age group went there. Oh, okay, 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 got it. <laughs> So it was like actually like El Bar was like a it was like the cool kind of like clubby but not um place to go. And Ari had just started working at United Talent Agency and I had a friend who was also working with him. So at midnight we were like going to our second bar of the night and um my friend invited me and Ari was there with her and we met at like twelve oh five AM. <laughs> And God, we're all the best. Like, the time where all the best things happen. Twelve five. <laughs> For sure. Um, but I didn't. I told him I, I didn't. So he asked me for my number at the end of the night, but I said no because I just thought he was younger than me, and like I was twenty four, he was twenty three. But I had in my head that I was going to marry like an older guy, and so I just didn't see him being that you person. You just at the said time. no. I was like, no, you're young. You should have fun. Oh like, God. I was already in the headspace where I was over it. Like, I was like, I'm not going to yeah. date, like, young guys who don't want to settle down. Like, I really want to meet, like, my husband. So I assumed at 23, like, he's not going to be that guy. Right. And he said, you don't know what I want. And I, like, was very, like, I, I was Wait, like, oh, you he said that Because you said that, like, just right out the gate? Like, literally was like, it? no, you're young. You should have fun. <laughs> he's like, you don't know what I want. Like that. Which Hell was yeah. like, Ooh, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was into that. So I gave him my number and then the rest is like we literally started dating right away. And you just like were like, oh wait, this guy is serious. 
Yeah, I didn't like him till like five dates in, but I was like interested. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And then well, I, I remember. Mean, I feel stalking. like that's kind of common. Like you're not sure about them at first. And and then I remember stalking you because we we heard about you and you were like looked like such a drunk party girl. Yeah, Jilly stalked me because I was. <laughs> <laughs> and now people like. Well, if I tell them I used to be like that, they're like, no way. Yeah. Because I seem like such a straight edge now. Yeah, but like when you like get down, you get down, you know. Let's, before we talk about, you know, when you really were anxious to get married, we broke up for like an hour. You and I, as in we. (laughs) Yes. So me and my, so Ari and I had been dating for like a year and a half, maybe a little less. And me and my current roommate, who was one of my best friends, decided, like, you know, we weren't going to renew our lease, and I kind of wanted to live on my own. So Ari and I talked about moving in together, and I was really excited, obviously. And then one night we went out, and we had already been talking about moving in together for a while. And then all of a sudden, he started acting really weird and telling me he wasn't ready to move in. And, like, this actually also was at midnight, speaking of (laughs) things that happened at midnight. And... Obviously, I was like, well, if you don't want to move in, maybe we shouldn't be together at all. And he said, okay. Like, he, like, didn't even fight it. So I left and literally was the worst 24 hours of my life. I, I was literally hysterically crying. <laughs> I was I mean, at that's my literally house like a and- nightmare to, like, have a guy that you think you, like, love and want to move in with. And then you tell him, like, okay, well, then if you're not into it, then we shouldn't be together. And him just being like, okay. Like, that's, like, the yeah. okay. thing that you want Awful. to happen. You want them to fight for you. I wanted to to throw up. Like, it it was the worst thing ever. It doesn't sound like that was clearly a breakup. No, it, like, I left at midnight. At 12.05. Yeah, at 12.05. Like, he didn't even check to make sure that I got wherever I went okay. Like, I left in the middle of the night, and he didn't even, like, text me to make sure I was okay. (laughs) So, um. I will never forget getting that call from my mom. I was at Bloomingdale's with Shira. What was it? Just they broke up? Hi. Okay. So <sighs> Jen and Ari broke up. Um, <laughs> he's not doing well. Um, yeah. Just wanted you to know that. So so obviously I'm like, fuck. Oh my God. No. Like this can't be happening. <laughs> so then like somehow we're like all are at my house that day and I listened to their entire phone call through the wall with a cup. They ended up like talking on the phone. <laughs> Oh my God. Sorry. Yeah, so I waited an entire like day basically, which was the longest day ever. Yeah. And he, yeah, and then in the afternoon we had the phone call. We decided to meet up, ended up at family dinner again the next day. So <laughs> it was like nothing happened. <laughs> we were just like, okay, let's just resume. <laughs> we literally just like broke up for 24 hours and then literally resumed and I was back at family dinner and no one, like, no one, like, like I don't know what Jilly because it wasn't like like, this dramatic it wasn't like you guys like break up and make up so it was like when you when I heard that you broke up like I took that seriously you know yeah me too and then literally we had a conversation decided to be back together the rest was history literally just literally back at family dinner and never missed a family dinner since oh my god and if anyone doesn't know, family dinners in the divine household are like a really big deal. Like when you're in on Sundays, you're in. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. I moved in by myself. 
because I didn't want him to move in with me for the wrong reasons. So I told him I wasn't that he shouldn't move in. <laughs> and he wasn't then here like for the right reasons. <laughs> I didn't want to push him into moving in with me. So I moved in and like three months in he asked if he could move in. And so then nice. he just had to lived. come to on his own. Yeah. And then it was like we had zero issue. Like once he moved in, we lit it was like we never not lived together. It was the easiest transition. And then you were like, where's my ring? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then tell us about the proposal. So I was the worst. I'll just say that. I was the girl who like got a manicure every two days because I thought it was coming <laughs> every other day. And I was like very ready. So thank God, Francie, my mother-in-law was like shit or get off the pot kind of person and like pushing RE2 to like basically like do it or don't do it. I was like, thank God I don't have a mother-in-law who's like, take your time, take your, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, I definitely pushed for it like nonstop. (laughs) Then I knew it was kind of coming because he was acting weird and he kept like doing appointments, you know? (laughs) So that I wasn't invited to, which never happened. And so to be honest... (laughs) I found my ring before he proposed. Oh to me. my god! Um, <laughs> because he kept bringing this backpack back and forth, and he like just put the backpack in the living room, like didn't even try to hide it. I opened the backpack and like there's my right. ring. Tried it on three, three to four times before. <laughs> <laughs> Literally looked at my my hand. How many people mirror. did you? How many people did you send it to? I actually don't even think I sent a picture but definitely told everyone that like I found my ring and And you loved it you were so happy obsessed I loved it it was exactly what I wanted because I sent pictures to Jilly and Shira and it was exactly like what I wanted which is so nice and um I literally looked in the mirror at my hand and smiled like every single day after work Um, but since I knew it was in the backpack, like I knew if he went to get it before we'd go out. So like, I'd always kind of keep my eye to see if he'd go in that direction. So the worst part is on Friday, like, so I, I keep thinking like, when is this guy going to do it? Like I've been trying it on, like it's obviously right. there. And it's time for you to have it. Yeah. So he randomly comes home on a Friday from work and it's like, let's do something different. Let's go bowling. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, oh my God, he's like making a cute little bowling activity and then he's going to (laughs) propose. So I'm like literally spent hours getting ready. Like I, you know, I did the whole thing, make sure I was like tip top for my engagement photos (laughs) and he doesn't go to the backpack. Like we're about to leave and the backpack's sitting there and he's not going to the backpack. And finally I had like a nervous breakdown and I started hysterically crying. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the anxiety of like watching the backpack and like Ugh. seeing he just keeps taunting going. you. It was literally ta- like I was, I was like I literally just can't do this. Like just tell me when the day is, I'll prepare that day, and then we don't have to have me like all. But he didn't shit. know you found it. N- no, but at this point I was sort of like I think he knew. Whatever, right? Yeah. So, so my poor Ari, who like now like can't do anything surprising because I'm psycho, <laughs> decided. Um, he wanted to like somehow surprise me. So base, so on a Thursday night, we decided not to have anything like major for dinner. We were just going to make sandwiches. So I was at the toaster. I had just gotten the shower. My hair was like in a turban and (laughs) I had a towel on and I was toasting bread because I was making the sandwiches. My back was 
my back was facing like the other side and I turned around and Ari was shaking all the <laughs> and it like wasn't even open he was just like standing there like so nervous he's a big shaker for everyone who doesn't I, gonna, I can imagine that he literally was just standing there shaking like no words and I basically like proposed to myself because I was like grab the box <laughs> and the worst part is I didn't open it because I obviously knew what it looked like. So I was like shaking and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like, don't you want to see the ring? And I was like, oh shoot, he doesn't know I see the ring. <laughs> so I had to like open the ring and act surprised. But like I didn't even open it because I knew what it looked like. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, but the cute part is, is I still have the bread. The bread, the bread um, burnt in the toaster. <laughs> Well, and he you still have the bread. Me the ring. <laughs> I ha- I have it in my freezer still. So oh, the, that's the so burnt, cute. The burnt toast. You have the burnt toast yeah. and a beautiful, almost three-year-old girl. Oh my God! What a beautiful almost story! Almost three-year-old, and we've been married seven years in November. Wow. So nice. What's your one piece of marriage advice? Try to laugh as much as possible, even when you, like, don't think your husband or wife is funny all the time. <laughs> like, remember why you, remember, like, why you love their humor and try to just take a moment to, like, not be stuck in, like, the busy day and just laugh together. Fun fact, Jen, laugh, and Ari, Jen and Ari still do prank calls, so that's something that keeps them going, for sure. <laughs> I mean, the last literally on after Earth. we're 12 and we have the best time. It's <laughs> but the worst part is when we prank call on this prank call app, it says our name. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes it says my number, remember? Not me when you call me. Oh, no? No, it's all good. How would I know? I just know it's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, thank you, Jenny. Love thank you. Thank you, Jen, yeah. for coming on Swag. That's a Your great time. story. Thank you so much, you guys. I love you. Love you. Love you. Talk soon. Have fun. Hey, Haley. Hey. Hey. I want to say a formal congratulations. (gasps) Thank you. Crazy. It's still so weird being a COVID ride, as you know. Yeah, throw it up. up. Throw it, you know. Very sparkly. Very sparkly. Very high quality. High quality. So we've got Haley here on the pod. She is my bestie since I was literally one year old. And um, she's just great, funny, wonderful person all around. So so excited to have her. Welcome to SWAC, Haley. Thank you. This is so fun. This is a treat. We're so happy you're here. This is, I've never done anything like this. This feels extra fun for me. Pop in your pod, Cherry. Speaking of, I mean, Haley's like only recently started listening to podcasts. I listen to like maybe a podcast a month. So, but big supporter here for you guys, obviously you guys and Danny Pellegrino for our only, <laughs> our only podcasts. It's like, are you too bad? I'm like, Same. no, no, I'm good. Literally the two best. So Haley, talk to us about, tell us Give us a little backstory about how long you've been with your fiance and like how you guys met. Oh man. Okay. So I've been with Nate for almost three years. We met 
on Bumble. Shout out to the dating apps. Um, Chloe's future sister-in-law came over to watch Bachelor in Paradise. And I love Freddie and Andrea so much. And so she was like, just go on it for a week and see what happens. You know, I was so cynical about it after and a like while. And like a little back like- It took you one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but a little backstory that I'm just going to put in the here is that Haley had dated somebody in college for pretty much all of college. They broke up senior year. Mm-hmm. And then she, when she moved after college, she mm-hmm. um, like was on the apps and like did see some guys and stuff, but like just kind yes. of continuously was getting like let down or like it just was like People not a good experience. Lunch, yeah. You know, weird. I would yeah. get on <laughs> And get on it and delete it. Like they're like, "Do you want to get a burrito?" And I was like, "It's eleven thirty. You know, I just was like, "I don't need this energy." And so I was like the queen of like getting on it for a month and then being like, "For those reasons, I'm out. You're weird. You're taking me on too many presidential themed dates. Remember that? Oh, horrible. Yeah, which she's a presidential buff, but like you know, you need too some, much. You need some balance. Too I have. It's I have too other depth. Two on the on the. Yeah, depth. I was like, there are other facets to me, but okay, we're going to go with this. Um, so I had given up on it for a while and I had sort of dated a guy in DC who I met through my alumni association and like, that was a weird ending. And so Andrea came over to watch bachelor in paradise and was like, just get on it for a few days. Like, let's just see, let's just see. And so we, I had a couple of people over too. And so we're sitting around watching bachelor in between commercials. And I see Nate on it that first night I'm sitting with Andrea and I'm a sucker for someone in glasses. So I was like, he's so cute. So we matched and then kind of just, you know, exchange pleasantries and met up like very soon after, but he canceled on me three times before we actually ended up getting together, which was very funny. And I was like, this guy is not real. Like he's, this is whole thing is weird. So and Haley actually was like, I remember her texting me and she was like supposed to be going out with him. And she was like, first of all, he had canceled on her like three times and he one of the reasons he had canceled on her was because he had to go to the dentist which on a saturday such bullshit you know like what the fuck you're gonna go to the dentist saturday and Haley, like you know she's very funny but also has like a very specific sense of humor and she texted him he said like can't make like sorry i'm gonna have to reschedule i have to go to the dentist and she was like what are you getting do you have wooden teeth or something and I was yeah, I said, like, are you getting like your wooden dentures in? I don't know like how I got there. Something to like that. that. Line. I remember thinking like, oh shit, like this guy is going to think this girl. You like, reassured me though. You were like, it's fine. It's funny. Well, I would laugh. inside I was thinking like, like, it's too, like, it is funny when I, because I know you, but like yeah. it's too soon because he's never met you before. So I was like, oh crap, this isn't going to go up. But then she was like, he said that he was going to reschedule. And I remember her saying like, he said he wants to reschedule, but I'm honestly, like, over this guy. Like, he's canceled three times. Like, this is so crazy. And I remember saying to her, like, you should go. You never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. You and Andrew both were like, just go. Like, whatever. Who cares? Like, he could be funny. the one. They said yeah. that because I feel like the advice I give my friends right now that are single is, like, he's such a flake. Like, let's, like, I, I don't have time for this. Let's move on. I know. So it's, I know. It clearly, like, was meant to be. And he was actually, like, 
it was and genuine. He, he had legit reasons, but yeah. it didn't yeah. seem like it. But this was always weird. I was like, you're going to the dentist on a Saturday at like 7.30 at night? Like, this is not real. <laughs> like, you're either the worst liar in America or you actually have a dentist that's open on Saturdays, which he actually does now that I know him now. Um, so we went out, had a okay-ish first date. Then we had a really long, like, nice second date where we went on a long walk and it was kind of, we were together ever since that second date. Oh, that was kind of dreamy since then. Um, and then I like, he met my parents like three or four weeks later. I just, he came to Vero. It was very weird. Was it that soon? Mm-hmm. And then I lied to everybody and said we had been together for six months, but I had known him for like maybe a month. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You got, you know, whatever. When you know, you know. Yeah. Right. It was just funny. You know, got to go for it. Why not? Yes. Who has time to waste now? Yes. Not, not I. I. Yeah. <laughs> so what else am I missing? So, so, when yeah, did you, so when did you know and when were you like starting to anticipate the next step? It's a good question. Um, I felt like pretty early on, we both were kind of like, we're going to get married. Like that just was like a clearly defined thing. Like I knew it, he knew it. We talked about getting married all the time. Like he was, uh-huh. he's very like likes talking about weddings. He likes going to weddings. He likes doing the party and review about weddings. So we were both sort of like talking about weddings all the time. Mm-hmm. And we moved in together last summer. And then I thought, okay, maybe like a year after we move in together. I don't know. You don't know. You know, you just yeah. don't know. And you don't want to like say it out loud or jinx it or anything. I'm just or like, like a big make them believer. Think that you're pressuring them, even though obviously Jilly totally made Jake feel like she was pressuring him. But that's yeah. you do to come. have to like say, okay, like I'm ready or whatever. Like now is good. You know, <laughs> we're like, let's like come up with like a time frame. Like I can't right. just in like wondering limbo for the rest of my life. Right. Like by the end of the year, like what yeah. are you thinking? We went and looked at rings last October. I think my favorite jeweler was in town <sighs> and we went and that ended up being more fun than I expected. And also she fun. didn't tell me that for like three days. And then she's just like, now. Oh, well, like, really like quietly, you know, like, well, we looked at rings or whatever. And I was like, what? You can't just I drop know. that on me right. like that. Sometimes I just like put things in the cone of silence for a while. And then I, cause I don't want to like jinx not. it or something. And I like, I think too, because it was so natural for you and Nate, like you didn't think it was worthy of like an announcement. Right. Like, you know I what I mean? So like, we're clearly But it married. is worthy of an announcement like, Obviously to, to you, like that's something <laughs> Haley would share with you. But like, I, cause <laughs> Yeah, just thinking on like personal, like moving in or whatever. Everyone's like, how did you not like tell me? It's like, oh, like it just felt like, yeah, nor I don't know. Plus of it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So that was October. That was October. And then we were going to go to Italy this summer, but that obviously didn't happen. So mm. um, we decided to go home to Vero instead and to Florida. And we were packing, and all of a sudden I just was like, hmm. Hmm. Things are happening. I don't know. He was on the phone with my mom and I, I was like some whispering, you know, I just was like, my spidey senses are tingling. And I said that to him when I was packing and he was like, what, what do you, <laughs> what does that mean? What, you know, like all stressed out. And I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't want to say it. You don't want to make me yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Um, so we get to Vero on Friday night. Um, my mom, pretty much drives me and puts me right in the salon chair to get a haircut. God bless her. I, she was like, we should get a haircut. This is her only appointment Saturday. You know, it's her only appointment. Like right when I got back from the airport, it's like, okay, this seems aggressive. I just got here. I'm in my jeans, but that's fine. Um, got my haircut and we woke up 
Sunday and Nate was like, let's go for a walk, you know, let's go for a walk. And, you know, I just was like, it's happening. It's all happening. Feel it happening. (laughs) And it was too early. I don't like getting up early. We were on vacation. Like, why are we getting up early to go on this like weird journey together? We just got here. I don't know. So then we go to the beach and we're just walking like hand in hand. And he's just like not talking to me. And I just like walking up and down the boardwalk in silence. Like, okay. We go <laughs> I can't home do it now. Yeah. I was like, we good on this. Can we go home? Like I'm in my, like Chloe calls them my house dresses. I wear these like basically no, in between dresses. Yeah. <laughs> They're she like, wears for not them, like you- after the shower, but yeah. before she's getting dressed for right. Totally. Like you're not in your pajamas, but you're not all the way dressed. You're yes. like in the middle. You're a big believer in that. It's like my opera pajama outfit. Yes. And um, so we walking around silence, so weird. And then he was like, show me where your grandfather's tree is. My grandfather planted a tree in his own honor to himself before he passed away, which was just, Chloe knew him. He was funny and like kind of legendary in his own way. And so we drive by the tree and I just like point out the window and I'm like, there it is. Like, okay, let's keep moving home. I was like stressing, like sweating, whatever. So he's like, let's park and get out. And I was like, okay, here it is. This is it. This is the moment it's happening. So we like walk up to the tree and he like got down on one knee and he was just like shaking and so cute and just things. And he did right by me by like, it's very private and wasn't like a big whole yeah. production like jumbotron moment or anything i would have died so i don't even like people singing to me at a restaurant like that's my nightmare weirdly so he really honored my wishes oh that's so nice it was so great and so sweet and so yes. dumb. and he got but, the ring from that jeweler that we went to in october but tell well. about his little tell about him picking up the ring yes this poor man so he was going to propose to me in november when we had a bunch of friends coming to Vero from dc to visit and then that ended up not happening. It was like too soon. He kind of had to figure out some of the ring stuff. It like didn't come together. And so he ordered, started the process of getting the ring in January. And then he finally was like finishing the process. He was about to go into the store to like pick the diamond and he had the setting and everything, but pick the physical diamond. And they closed for COVID like right as that was all happening in February, end of February, early March. And so they basically are just like keeping it hostage. And so he's picking the diamond over the phone. Like, it's just so weird. And then finally it's ready and we're about to leave for Florida. And it's all the Black Lives Matter protests down in downtown DC. So crazy, like all the stores are closing up shop and boarding up their stores and everything. And the store is very prominent downtown. So they called him and they said, okay, it's ready. And, you know, you have to be here in 30 minutes or something. It's kind of a longer story, but this is the Reader's Digest version. It said, you had 30 minutes to get here. And he had to bike there basically because his car was not in the shop or something. There was like a lot of variables. Well, I thought like the streets were closed, right? Yeah. Didn't you say yeah, that's right. That's right. The streets you were closed. So like he couldn't, he was, he told he me. He couldn't like, park or they something. They called him and they were basically like, we have to close our store in 30 right. minutes. So because like the protesters are coming this way and the streets right. are closed, so you can't drive. So you need to get here basically flying or on a bike. So he like hopped right. on his bike. and Like, like Wicked Witch of the West style. Yeah. Like, dun, 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 you know, like all yeah, of that. like got so. And then he said that they literally, like, rushed out to him. him like, the, they're closing the store, like literally, like stapling the wood to the door. 
and they come out like his guy that he had worked with comes out and he's in a mask, like an N95 and Nate's in a mask. And they're like having this weird like exchange on the street. He's like, okay, like, bye. You know, then he took it back to his office. But he said that the guy showed it to him on the street. He said that the guy was like, here's your ring. Like millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you like it? And, and it's kind of like, I don't really want you, like, opening a diamond, like, on the street when you're, like, yeah. preparing to close your... It was just like, he was like, this is just insane. Like, I will always remember picking up the ring for you, like, in the middle of a protest. Like, yeah. And, crazy. like, did he, like, exchange the funds on the sidewalk? Or, like, how does that work? I think work? he had paid for it, like... Already? Like, already, and he was just picking it up, like, it already been ordered, and it was... The, the, the diamond, the jeweler was in California, like, Huntington Beach, so they had to, like, send it back out, to send it back. Like, it was a whole, like, long, crazy thing with COVID and all this crazy stuff. And so he comes back... He turned off his location for me, which was weird. We so, but we were quarantining together, so I wasn't ever like looking at it. Right. And then he was out of town the next week, and I was like, "Why is your location off?" And he was like, "Oh, I don't know. It was hooked up to my iPad or something." But it was like, you know, the whole deal was over, so he could reshare it. Anyways, the whole thing is just so weird. Weird times, but good. But memory. it was like so nice. Yeah. Luckily, she was here, so that was personally Lovely. for me really exciting. And yeah. yeah, it was also funny because, like. Obviously, we were starting to feel like it was maybe time for you guys to get engaged and same thing. And I kind of started to be like, do, I was like saying to Scott a lot, like, do you think Nate's proposing when they're coming? Like, I kept like playing with that idea a little bit, Mm -hmm. but then I was like, maybe I would now. Or like, I don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up and all these things. And I had said it to Freddie and Andrea because they were like here and like living with us at the time and then your mom invited us over for this barbecue on Sunday and it was like still like before we had even like really done any like distant socializing yeah so like my mom was just kind of like 
I don't think so. Like, I, you know, I don't think we're really comfortable like being with a group. And your mom kind of said like, I really think that you guys should come. And my mom told me that. And I said, well, maybe that's because Nate's going to be proposing to Haley. And my mom's like, no, she didn't really sound like it was that big of a deal. I don't think so. And I was like, maybe, you know, I was kind of like thinking like this is going to happen. And so then of course, like we, I text Haley's mom and I'm like, sorry that we're not going to make it. And like, she doesn't answer me. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, now she's mad or she thinks we're being crazy about like the social distancing stuff or whatever. And then I'm like, the morning that you guys get engaged, like I'm in my room with Andrea. I think the guys were golfing or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like folding laundry. I was folding laundry and like you FaceTime me and she's like, oh, Haley's FaceTiming you. And I was like, oh, you can pick it up. So Andrea picks it up. And, and I was she's- like, hi. <laughs> my brain was like, what? I was just like all confused because Chloe was the first person I called after Nate's parents, I think. And then, you know. Did you tell Andrea like, first? Why did she say? She was like, "Where's Chloe?" Whatever. And then I came over, and then she holds her finger up, and I just ran away. (laughs) I know we were all like sweating, crying. Oh, of course. Ultimately, me and my mom and Andrea did go to the barbecue. Yes. Yeah. Of course. My mom was trying to drop a hint, like subtly, but not too subtly, not too big of a hint. Just like, oh, you don't think you want to miss it. You know, right? Yeah, which we didn't obviously want to miss it, so it was nice. And like, even if you had said no, you would have changed. Well, I did say no, and then literally changed my RSVP. I was like, in fact, I was like, can I come early? Is it okay if I come right now? Yeah, (laughs) that's actually the perfect like solution, anyways, because then I got time with you guys by myself before I got cuckoo. That was nice. Oh my god, it was so so exciting, and I'm just so excited for you guys. So you have a, a a date in mind, a date planned. Yes, next November. Amazing. So hopefully, so life is somewhat normal by then. Somewhat yeah. new normal is adjusted, and Florida is really beautiful in that time of year. And it's kind of after hurricane season craziness, as Chloe knows. And you know, yeah. there's always things you can't predict, like red tide and oh yes, COVID and <laughs> crazy stuff. I know all kinds of lovely things could happen. No, crazy red tide memories. Yeah, so Haley, if even though you've only been engaged for a few months. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for any engaged ladies out there? Since we, we took marriage advice from our other two so far that are married, but, or relationship advice, just like one piece of relationship advice is someone who's sealed the deal. Jen said, I think, which is so true. Like you have to keep having laughs and being silly and like talking in weird voices and doing silly dances and just like being yourself and wacky and um, just have fun. Keep it light, you know, keep it moving. Keep it light, keep it tight. Yeah. Yeah. I think just having laughs and I think always taking time to really connect and go offline and turn the TV off and really um, spend time with each other. Good QT. I think that's a good one. That's a really important, yeah. especially, especially right. in our, our age group millennials, like we're just mm-hmm. so dialed in and that's like with work and especially now everybody's remote and it's extra crazy, but I think time to really just like take a walk and not bring your phone and little stuff like that, just to have real grown up talk as people say. <laughs> we're not grown up, so I wouldn't say yes. Like, are we grown ups? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Haley, thank you so much for sharing. This was fun. Thanks for thank having you, me. It's fun to talk about it because I, I keep forgetting I'm engaged. Right. You are, and it's so exciting. You definitely yeah. are. We're so excited for you and can't wait to Thanks, hear more. Guys. Well, yeah, if you ever want to come back on Slack, let yeah. us know. 
I'm a big fan. So thank you for any topics, being my suggestions. One of- you know, let us know. We're always looking for feedback, as we say, literally in every single episode. <laughs> feedback, yeah. Um, love it. I will host a President's Day episode if you ever need me to do that. Oh Let's do it. That's in February, right? Mm-hmm. February. All right, Haley. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank love you, Haley. guys. Give Nate a kiss for us. I will. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Jilly, do you want to share your proposal story too? Sure. Okay, so I'll just jump right into it. Um, Jake was – well, we met in college. Um, so we were together for three years, a little – three years and some change before Jake proposed. Um, but it is something, like Haley was saying, same exact for us, I'm sure for many people who are getting married. It's obviously something you talk about. So we talked about it all the time. Um, every time we go to a wedding, you know, reference like, oh, we can't have this at ours, or oh, we love this, or oh, this song, let's write it down. Like, this is, would be a great jam for us, or like anything, tips, tricks for weddings, we would just write down. Um, so we just knew we were always getting married very early on, but, um, around the time we, we had a discussion, I don't know if Jake remembers, but it was very early on about how old we wanted to be when we, um, got married and we were at this deli called Greenblatt's and we were eating some sort of Jewish cuisine and we both decided on 28. And so here I am like right page of 27 and, just thinking about it and um, thinking about how, you know, it's 2019 at the time. And I'm like, okay, the next year is 2020, like such a cool year, like little did I know. Yeah, coolest. Um, but at some point I started talking to him about how, like, when is this happening? Like, when do you want it? And we kind of both were talking about fall 2020 in terms of getting married. So, um. I had to like backtrack. Okay. If we're getting married in the fall of 2020, like when do I get engaged? When do I need to, when do like logistically, like when do I need to get engaged to like have a wedding that of my dreams? So, um, Jake's brother actually got engaged in May of 2019. And then, so I kind of got nervous because like I'm Jake, I know probably like wanted to have his own moment and like, whatever. I was kind of like spiraling and really nervous about it. And just like put a lot of pressure on myself, just really wanted to get married. And I just like was crying and anxious all the time. Yeah. Just like had this November, not November, whatever, fall 2020 in my head. All So, um, he basically was like, chill. It's fine. Like he also had no idea how long it took to like plan a wedding he thought like it had to be a year and I was like it doesn't have to be a year like we can have a short engagement like you don't have to propose to me tomorrow but like you need to give me like six months to plan this wedding for fall 2020 right um so basically we were on the same page and I was just like having anxiety for no reason it was just something I was constantly thinking about as you know um Finally, I mean, I was talking to my mom about it a lot, and she was like, I mean, listen, we can, like, get a venue. Like, it's fine. Like, let's right. just, Because she was always saying, let's not. She's superstitious. She's Jewish. Like, you know, we're not going to do that. So I was talking to her one morning. I couldn't sleep, and I was like – Oh, my God. I'll never forget it. Yeah, I was like, Mom, like, I literally couldn't sleep. Like, I just, like, don't know what to do. Like, 
how is this going to happen? Uh, she said, how can I help? I said, um, we can book a place. Yeah. So things literally spiraled that day. I. But you said to Jake, like, we're going to book a place. Yeah, I was so nervous. Right. Um, I probably, like, texted you first. I remember coming out to the couch, and I said, okay, so I didn't sleep last night. And he was like, why not? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just, like, really anxious. My mom said that we can book a venue. And he was like, okay, like, sure, like, let's do it. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) okay great and like it was the shortest conversation ever but like literally within a week we had so you a guys you guys basically got engaged then yeah i guess so we like had a event what month was that i don't even know it was like oh it was december december it was december so you get the venue i immediately start ordering pink dresses to wear on your wedding right <laughs> so i had the venue i really didn't tell many people i i told um, a few and, um, but I at least felt secure and was not anxious anymore in terms of like timeline. Um, like we knew at least like venues booked. So at some point, like he has to propose because you have to get married on that day. Oh, so venue booked and wedding planner booked. <laughs> right. Right. So it's on like, Dichotic. yeah. So I knew he was in good hands with my sister and cousin, um, with my ring, they all knew exactly what I wanted. Um, I wasn't sure when he got it. My sister was like, not going to tell me. And, um, anyways, he had it in December. He proposed in January and, um, his plan was to propose on January 11th because that's one eleven, and we're getting married 11 one. So, um, long story short, um, beginning of the year is very rough for me in terms of work. I'm working basically every single day. So it was kind of a lot of pressure on him to like find a good time to propose. He had all these plans of like us going away after or whatever, what have you. Um, but that wasn't going to work for me and my work schedule. And I was not going to wait until like March for him to do it. So, um, it was a Saturday and that week I just like kind of had a feeling and he was so sick that week, like literally took off work, like had the runs, everything Everything was like coming out in so many ways. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I want to help you, but I'm also pissed because you're supposed to propose to me this weekend. It's my one Saturday off. And like, just, I'm really hoping that it happens and I can't believe you're going to be sick right now. Like, how can you do this to me? Question mark. Yeah. So, <laughs> literally. So I'm just like, ugh. Like I literally went to bed in tears Friday night. Like, not like crying, but like a tear because I was like, wow, I'm supposed to be engaged tomorrow, and now you're shitting. A right? tear. So we also had plans to like go to Malibu. So like, I wasn't sure if he was gonna feel good enough to like have a nice beach day. So we wake up, and he all of a sudden like feels okay. Um, and, uh, so we get ready for the day. I take a shower. I'm wearing like a fine outfit. So I really want to get engaged, but do I a hundred percent? No, no. Do I have a strong inkling? Yes. Right. Do I say anything? No. No. So we're like on the way and I FaceTime with my, um, like best friend of Montreal, Jesse, and it's her birthday. So we're saying happy birthday. And then I was like, you know, kind of alluding to FaceTiming her later that night. And Jake was kind of like, what's going on? Like, I was like, maybe I could show you a sunset tonight, you know, FaceTime you later. Right. And also I had texted him, like, I remember I had texted him, I don't know, like a couple weeks before. And I was like, hey, if something were to happen at some point, blah, 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 like, I'd really love to come because... 
as I'll say, when I tell my story, like I was with you right after I got engaged and he like wrote back, like, I love this text so much. Like it's either going to be this weekend or this weekend. I'm still trying to figure it out. And then like, I never heard back from him. So I knew that there was like a possibility of it happening then, but then like, I literally forgot it like wasn't on my radar. (laughs) Meanwhile, like it was so deep, deeply on your radar. It was so deep on my radar and sorry to add, my parents were in Italy for a month. So I knew that was like maybe going to fuck it up because he, you know, wants them to be there for it. But I kept being like, it's okay. They can see me after. Like it's called FaceTime. Like I did not need a soul present except him and the ring and move on with my life. So he, so I think I made that pretty clear and um, so we went to the beach the next day. It was a beautiful day. We started with brunch. I had a rosé. Like, I noticed he, like, came late into the restaurant, was FaceTiming a friend outside, and, like, was really smiley and, like, wouldn't come into lunch. And I was just like, hey, he's probably telling him he's proposing today. Right. So day goes on. We have a beautiful walk. Um, we're watching Cheer after, like, in in our place there. And oh God, um, Cheer. I forgot. He's like, okay, so what time's the sun setting? Like, let's, like, be ready for the sunset. Um, oh, and we, like, didn't really have plans that night. We were going to, like, maybe walk to this restaurant. Like, it was very – it's very chill in Malibu. It's very up in the air. We don't like to, like, have strict plans. So he's like, when's the sun setting? Like, when should we, like, go up to the roof and watch it? Like, like, don't you want to change? I'm like, I'm, like, in a sweater. and I'm fine. Like, what is your problem? But in my head, I'm like, he's so funny. Like, I know he's, like, nervous about the sunset because he's going to propose to me. Right. So, but even though at that point, 100% knew, but even though I knew, like, for some reason, I, like, didn't want to put any effort into my look. I don't know why. I, like, went the opposite of other people. Yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to overly – prepare for this moment like my hair gonna let it be yeah it had like a natural wave I was like natural beachy whatever yeah but like your natural beachy is also gorgeous yeah so he thank you so he was (laughs) yeah fully getting ready like brought a huge duffel to Malibu like I had a little tote bag he was like finding his outfit and like oh my god being so into his his whole look and I happened to go into the bedroom and be like, are you ready to like go watch the sunset? And he was like, can I put my shoes on like without you in here? Like, can I just put my shoes on in peace? And I was just like, oh my God. So I like go to the bathroom and I was going to text. I remember I was talking to my friend Ryan from work and I was going to text him like, oh my God, Jake's about to propose in five minutes, but I didn't have my phone with me and whatever. So I end up like putting on my Uggs and like going up to the roof because it was a chilly January like beach day and Jake is like cupping his center hoodie pocket um and I lead the way up to the roof and I'm just like kind of like nervous just like we're literally walking to my proposal we're not really speaking um we get to the roof and like get to the edge and sit down and he like immediately is like take your Uggs off I'm like okay like give me I want to prop like my iPhone on it to take a picture and it's like so unlike him to initiate a photo like but I was just like amusing him like okay he's like take off the other Ugg I'm like oh my god okay so take off both Uggs and 
he like does self timer and then he's like, okay, like let's do another one. And I act dumb because I know he's obviously switching it to video mode. And so I'm looking at the ocean while he's like finagling the iPhone and I just knew. And then he's like, he's like, you're going to want to stand up. And I was like, okay, what? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Then he has like a two second like speech, like you're the love of my life, whatever. Will you marry me? I was freaking out. I had not seen the ring. Um, so I was just like floored and so happy and excited and, um, couldn't wait to just like call everyone obviously called you first too. Um, and my sister, and then my parents were sleeping in Italy. I was like hysterical crying. (laughs) My parents were the last to find out. Oh yeah. Um, but it was amazing. And we, he had made like us a reservation at Nobu, but like little did I know because I like had the worst outfit on, um, we ended up going, but I like, wasn't even hungry. Like I couldn't really focus on eating. Yeah. We pushed the reservation like three hours later because I wasn't ready oh, to like yeah, commit to a meal. Like I had to like tell everyone and like have one, like it worked out that they were able to push our reservation because there's no way I was going to like go to a restaurant right then and like have sushi and like have an appetite. So it all worked out. It was so fun. He like ran across the street, got a bottle of wine and we were just like cheers in and I was calling everyone and it was great. Um, was the best. and then we told everyone that we have a wedding date and now, you know, no one's coming to it, but we are still getting married. So we've been engaged all of quarantine, all of COVID, not quarantine cause we're fully working, but, um, it's just funny to think about like that you, really, you know, orchestrated sort of the timing of this for such a certain yeah. reason to have the wedding. And like, this is kind of how it all turned out, but you're still going to be getting married. And it's yeah, it be is wonderful. Funny. Right. Like I thought like I could plan because in any other year of anyone else's life, it would have worked out. But also to add, I remember Haley said that he took her off tracking and Jake as well took me off um, our tracking system. But early on, like in November, just because um, he had always told me it would be beginning of 2020. So he just like started. Yeah. He was like, I'll just like, let's like wean you off, like looking for where I am. Um, and then, so I never knew if he was like with the jeweler, with my sister or anything like that. So it worked out and, um, I was very happy, even though I like kind of knew, like I did not care. Like it was getting to the point where I was just like, literally you can do it when I wake up, you could do it over the trash can. Like, like, let's just get, I just want to be while we're you. brushing our teeth. Like right. I just literally couldn't have cared less. And he was like, I was so sick, but I was going to like go with Jen and like prepare like the whole rooftop and like do all these things. I, and I just, literally was like but you were so happy with what it was I was like I was so happy it was a beautiful sunset and we had nothing to clean up like it's not a big deal like I made it very clear that I just literally wanted him to propose and it was in one of our favorite spots and I'll always remember it and we have uh photographs because he was so good with the selfie video and now I have it forever and you sent us a a framed picture of it oh yeah I did staring at it oh so glad the so best. that's our little story. I'm sure I missed some tidbits, but wanted to love it. Happy. Um, let's let's go back in time, back back to yours. Okay, I'm gonna also try to make it snappy because I know we've listened to a lot of stories tonight. But yeah, okay. So Scott and I, um, we again, like we'll go into the history, but we had been seeing each other. We had sort of seen each other on and off in college, and then our senior year of college, 
we started officially dating and then we both moved to New York um, right after college and we lived there for three years and the last year that we lived there we moved in together and I always thought that we would like get engaged like at least a year after we lived together like I thought for sure we'd live together for a full year before anything happened so also like not a lot of our friends are engaged at this time and whatever so it just like wasn't on my radar like that much although I had been sending him pictures of rings I liked like on Instagram for I don't even know like a year and a half like a long time and it was more and he was very like receptive to that too like very similarly we had talked about like wanting to be married like at a certain sort of time and he was like anything that you send me like it's good for me to know for the future kind of thing right so I would send him rings a lot and actually like right before we got engaged we went to um I think it was a hockey game or a basketball game or something. And we were, I remember so clearly, like we were standing on the subway platform, like going back to our apartment. And I had seen this ring on Instagram that I thought was really pretty. That was like, you know, this like huge round that was in a bezel and it was like very antique looking. And it was like totally different than things I had been sending him. And I showed it to him and I was like, this is also really pretty. And he just kind of like totally shut down and was like, uh, uh, like whatever. And I was like, oh my God, he feels like I'm pressuring him. No, I was like, he feels like I'm pressuring him. I don't want him to feel like that. Like, cause I'm really not. And like, I, I wasn't at that point. And so I was like, I vow to like not show him any rings again or talk about anything for a long time. So like, that's what I'm thinking. Meanwhile, he's thinking like, oh shit, this looks nothing like the ring I bought her. <laughs> so like that's why he was freaking out. So fast forward. So um he is out of town for work. He's in Boston. I'm getting ready to go out of town for a week for work and go on this like road trip all over. And I'm having just like a shitty week, like super stressed about getting ready for this trip. I also like was coming down with a pretty bad cold and I was just like in a really bad mood and he had been away this whole week. So he had said to me, I don't know, maybe a month or so before the, the job that he did previously, he had like a busy season where he'd be, you know, at work for literally like 20 hours a day yeah, like 20 hours a day. Like it was crazy. So he was like, let's go out. We're going to go out for like a fancy date right before busy season starts so that we can like have a nice night. So I was just like, okay, like that was something he would do. So it wasn't super out of the ordinary. So I'm at work on the day and I'm like, just as the day goes on, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. I'm getting more, I'm feeling worse and I'm getting in the worst mood. And I start texting you and I'm saying to you, like, I'm being such a bitch right now, but Scott's like trying to take me on this fancy date. And also the weather in New York is just getting worse and worse and worse as the day goes on. Like it's getting colder and rainier and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. I don't want to go. I'm all this stuff. He had told me to bring like a heels, heels and a dress to work because he said we're going to a fancy place. And I just was not having it. And I just felt like, why I'm telling you like how much I don't want to go to this right now. Like usually he'd be like, let's reschedule or whatever. And I just was so mad that he wouldn't reschedule. So whatever. And for some reason, like, I mean, I obviously will never forget this because you were like so upset, but then it didn't occur to me because like we weren't even like having those conversations yeah it didn't occur to me like oh my god we knew that we were gonna get married and like we yes we had lived together and whatever so I get I go and like change at the office and I get I'm walking out of the office and I'll never forget that my colleague who like sat at the desk next to me she goes what if Scott's proposing 
And I was like, he's not. And she was like, no, seriously, what if he's proposing? And I was like, he's not. And if he is, it will be literally the biggest surprise of my life because I am telling you he's not proposing. And then I literally walk out of the office and I'm meeting him in an Uber. He's picking me up at the office to go to dinner. It's torrential pouring. Like the weather has never been that terrible. Freezing cold, torrential pouring. I have these like ripped jeans that are like my comfy jeans that I slip on like under my dress, change into my Stan Smiths, have a beanie on. Like I have all this stuff like, and then my dress on top because it's so wet and I have to run to the Uber. <laughs> so I get in, I'm so mad and I get in the Uber and I haven't seen him in four days and I get in and he's like, hi. And I'm like, hi, I'm so <laughs> mad. And I'm like, have trying to change in the car or whatever. And he's like, how's it going? And I'm like, I, I'm going to need a minute. He's like, okay. Meanwhile, he's texting our entire family. Like this is a night. He literally texts them. This is a nightmare. <laughs> so we're going like over the Brooklyn bridge and he starts to be like, hi, like, you know, he's trying to like get romantic with me. Yes. And I said, I said, I need a minute. I was just <laughs> like, no, like I, this is not, I, why are we going to Brooklyn? Like all this stuff. I have like this huge tote bag. So we finally, our Uber actually takes us to like this spot where we're supposed to get engaged, but he was like flustered. So he's like, no, 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 keep going. And he sends Uber to the restaurant where we ultimately like went for dinner afterwards. So we get out. It's like I said, like windy, rainy, pouring rain. And we get out and he hands me this clear umbrella. And he's like, here, there's a, I got us these umbrellas. And I was so pissed because I was like, why do you think I'm so stupid that I wouldn't have an umbrella when it's pouring rain? Of course I have an umbrella. Like I was just, anything he was doing was like, you be so mad. But he's like, carry this umbrella. He gives it to me. He's like, actually our reservation's not for a little while. So we're going to go have a drink. And I'm just like, why don't you have the Uber drop us off where the drink is? Like it's, but I'm not catching on. I'm just so mad. So we're walking, I don't know, quarter of a mile or something. And I'm in open toe heels and a mini dress and like a furry coat. And we're walking to this. Like the Michael Kors zip up heels. Right? No, no. they're oh. like these Zara like tie up heels. Do they look like that though? Kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're sort of like that. But they're like these tan heels from Zara that, of course, okay. like, I still have and like wear when we have special nights and stuff. Okay. And so we're walking and I'm swearing at him and I'm just like, why are we doing this? I'm already not feeling well. I'm going to be so sick. I'm going away for the week. This is so terrible. Blah, 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 blah. And he's just like literally, I don't know why I followed him, but I did. He's just dragging me along. And we have eventually basically walk out to this spot that is special to me. It was where there's this carousel that's like sort of on a little pier right under the Brooklyn Bridge. And the carousel is actually like imported from the town in Ohio where my parents grew up and they had like ridden on it as children. And my grandparents had ridden on it as children. And the day we moved into our apartment, my grandparents came to New York and we went to it with them. And it was very emotional. And so it was just like, you know, a special spot to us. Plus it's under the Brooklyn Bridge overlooks the city like so beautiful so he's walking me out there and there's two other usually it's like super busy like it's a beautiful spot but it's terrible weather so there's these two people kind of standing there and I just honestly thought like these are two tourists who are like saved up their whole lives to go to New York City and they're just braving the elements and they're like out here I didn't realize what was happening so we get out there and he's like you know all of a sudden he turns to me and then his, I could see on his face. And then I'm like, Oh my God, he's (laughs) proposing. I let go of my umbrella. 
he had had those people were photographers and there's a picture of me like opening my hand on the umbrella, like flying back. And, you know, he said he brought me down here to ask me a question. And then he like said, you know, some really wonderful things. And he gets down on one knee. It's pouring rain as he's proposing. He opens his box. There's this giant diamond ring in there. And he says, will you marry me? And I say, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm just screaming, are you fucking kidding me? Because I was so surprised. I mean, I truly had no clue. So obviously like so great. I say, yes, I'm freaking out. I'm like, what is happening? We're soaking wet. We're freezing cold. These photographers are taking all these pictures of us. They like do this photo shoot with us. And then he's like, we should call your, call your parents. And I just always thought that like, if I got engaged, my family would be there. And I thought like they would come around the corner and they didn't come around the corner. So I was like, I guess they're not here. So I was like disappointed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So he's like, we should call your family. So he gets out the phone. We call my parents. I'm like, I'm engaged. I'm crying, all this stuff. And then they're like, you are, that's so great. We are, we love you. Like this whole thing. We hang up and I'm like, well, we should call your parents. And he's like, let's go into a bar, dry off. And then we'll call my parents. So I'm like, okay. So he's like, there's a bar around the corner. I walked in and in there obviously was, well, not obviously, I walk in, I'm like, oh, the other thing was that I had this like umbrella and I was like flexing with it, like trying to close it. So I didn't even like look up at first. And then I looked up and like my mom and dad and brother and Scott's mom, dad and sister are all in there. And I mean, obviously I was just like so overwhelmed and crying and, you know, like freaking out and just like the whole thing was just so overwhelming to me because I was so not expecting any of it and so like we walk into this place and like they have champagne and like all this stuff and it was so happy and exciting and I was also soaking wet and freezing and like you know I had like my hair was done like no longer like I looked like a wet rat like all my Mm -hmm. makeup you know it was just like and I couldn't warm up. My dad was like, where I was going to get hypothermia. Cause it was like literally 30 degrees, but it was so great. And then I remember actually like FaceTiming you from the bar mm-hmm. and you were sick or something. You were like in yeah. bed. Yeah. I was home sick, like at my parents' house. Like that's how bad I felt. Like my mom had to take care of me. Yeah. So, yeah. So and you FaceTimed like, me. she was in the room too, wasn't she? Well, you, you FaceTimed me and then I screamed so she came running in because I was sick so she thought I like I don't know something had happened to me because I was like I was so in shock and so then she came in the room immediately and I was like yeah it was so I I always remember that it was like once I walked into that bar my family was all there like I sort of just no longer was in my body at all like yeah. I just sort of floated above the whole thing the rest of the night and like I just couldn't believe it like I had gone from being like the most angry pissed off like also having a cold like getting ready to go on this crazy trip on Monday to like you know my whole family's in town all this stuff and so then we were going to dinner at this place the river cafe that I was saying like I'd always wanted to go to and I remember like going into the restaurant I remember like it's it's sort of in like a it's kind of like a floating restaurant in theory like it's kind of like a 
I don't know, maybe like an old boat or something. Like you don't feel like you're floating at all, but you have to kind of walk over this little like indoor carpeted bridge. It's hard to explain, but like I remember that. It kind of feels like you're on the boat of the parent trap actually is like the vibe. Ooh. It's like, oh my God, it's like the dreamiest place. So nice. And so I remember being there and I remember my brother telling me that that morning so he was staying, my parents and him were staying at this hotel that was literally next to our apartment. And there was a big old place that was right by our apartment that we would go to all the time. And he had come and visited a bunch. And so he like knew the bagel place. So he said that morning he had like gone and there's always a line. It's a tiny place. So there's like a line outside. And he, said, he went you. and got in line. And then he thought like, oh my God, what if Chloe walks by and sees me? So he left and I had almost gone there that morning. So like, wow. I would have seen it. like it's just, you know, it was so funny. So anyways, so we go to dinner and like, this is like one of the fanciest restaurants. It's like all prefix, like super rich, fancy food. When I tell you, like, I do not remember being at this dinner. I, I, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I don't remember <laughs> the food. I don't, I remember the table. I remember walking to the table and sitting down and I remember the dessert coming. That's literally all I remember. I had to keep getting up every 10 minutes to go have diarrhea because I was like so <laughs> overwhelmed. I couldn't even handle what was happening. And like, it was just, it was insane. And then I did at one point, like, of course I wanted to call my grandparents Yeah. and I did walk out into the lobby to call them. And I like was really crying when I called them. It was just like, I don't know, Aww. for whatever reason, like, especially telling them I was engaged was just like so emotional for me. But so I remember doing that, but that's like it. And it was like my family and his family, like they always talk about like how amazing that dinner was and the food was so good. It was so fun <laughs> and like all this stuff. And I truly do not recall, like it's crazy. Um, so Makes yeah, sense. so it was like amazing. And then we had, Scott had a whole weekend planned and, um, <laughs> am I boring you? Um, Scott had a whole weekend plan the next day. Like we went, we went to Sugarfish and took my parents there for the first time, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And we had like drinks with our friends at this really cool hotel. And, um, then that night we had like amazing steak dinner and, you know, we did all this stuff and it was, it was just such a special weekend that I will always remember for the rest of my life. Um, it's just the, the whirlwind of emotions that that day took you on. I, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know. It was Probably. absurd. I was gonna say I'm sure you passed out that night, but then again, you no, might I don't have not think slept I even did. I think I didn't yeah. sleep. And then, of course, like I did get really sick. So then on Sunday, we our families left in the morning, and it was like happened to be like, of course, a beautiful day on Sunday. Like just two days later, like beautiful spring day, warm, like didn't need a coat. And we walked the Brooklyn Bridge, and we went back to the bar where we had met with my family and like had a nice drink and all this stuff. And then like by the next day, I mean, I already like had like a full on ear infection, sinus infection. Like I was so (laughs) sick. And then I went on this work trip and then it ended in LA. So then Scott flew out to LA and we were with you guys for the whole weekend, which was so much fun. And we were in Malibu and we were on the roof. Yeah, it was your 25th birthday and we were on the roof where you got engaged. So like, that's sweet. And it was just the best. And, um, I just tried looking at my phone for the screenshot of your text to me that morning and I found it in my speech to you, but it's blacked out. Oh my God. Like that's the screenshot. I, I go, 
she went on to tell me about her dreaded plan she had that night. And then I have a screenshot of I her combo. I think I have it somewhere too. And then I say, a few hours later, I get a FaceTime. I just figured she wanted to vent some more. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. just crazy because you were just so unhappy that day. I was so unhappy and then I was so happy. <laughs> and like, thank God I was so unhappy because it made it even that much better, really. Yeah, that um, was a true, true surprise. Oh, here, I found it. I knew I had it. I said, Scott is taking me on a surprise fancy date tonight. No idea where. He's like, bring a dress and heels to work and change. So I did, but I'm having this week from hell so busy and prep for next week. And he's making me leave right now and it's pouring and freezing and he's making me walk to him and I'm just annoyed about it, which is dumb because he's taking me out. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Self-awareness is key. Yeah. Well, I mean, I pride myself on being self-aware. So anyway... Yeah, it was great, and I loved my ring, and, you know, we were engaged for a year and a half, and then we got married. It was amazing. And it was amazing. So, um, I know everyone had their own little anecdotes, like the family and stuff, but I always just think it's funny how um, he texted our families, this is a nightmare. So funny. Like, they were like, they were probably like, oh, shit. But they probably knew it would turn around. Like, Yeah, I think they were like, anything- you got this, Scott. Like, I guess, like, Freddie was like, you can do it. Like, it's all – she's going to be fine, you know. Like, like, you could have been in the actual worst fight ever, and he and that would have still, like, made it better. Yeah, so of course. Nothing was going to ruin it. But he, like, was, you know, expecting me to get in the car and be like, hi, you know, and all yeah. this stuff. And I was like, don't talk to me. Right. So it was amazing. And then, right. actually, last year, we went back for the same weekend, which – Oh, so it was March 31st is when we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And so last year we went back for the, to Brooklyn for that weekend and we went to the River Cafe and I, do you remember the meal this time? And it was really <laughs> incredible and like so romantic. It was so fun. Um, we stayed at this hotel right there and all this stuff. But it reminds me that our friend Jess, um, I te- we were supposed to be going to Orange Theory the next day, like the Saturday together. And... She texted me at like, I don't know, 6.30 or 7 or whatever. So we had like just gotten engaged. And she said, do you still still on for Orange Theory tomorrow? And I said, no, I can't because I'm engaged. (laughs) And I sent her a picture of my hand. And she was like, ha ha, very funny. Do you want to go to – but seriously, do you want to go to Orange Theory? And I was like, no, like I seriously got engaged. And like my whole family's in town and I'm not going to be coming. She was like, ha ha, very funny, Mrs. Schwartz. See you in the morning. Like – fully yeah, thought she, I was she thought it was April Fools because the next right. day was April 1st so she fully did like not congratulate congratulate me this is like very close camp friend as you know like I was living she's yours too I was living with her for the two years before this like she's very close with Scott and so it was, that's just how surprised everyone was yeah. even though it makes total sense it was just you didn't like talk about it so as like an something that was going to happen at that time so right. she was you know, I mean, yeah, she just, I guess, didn't believe it. She didn't. And then she, like, ended up the next day sleeping in, like, she slept through her alarm or whatever to go to Orange Theory, and she didn't wake up until, like, noon. And then she texts me at, like, 1 p.m., and she's like, oh, my God, I thought that you were kidding. Like, it was so funny. Um, And I told her I'd never let her live it down, and I really, I tell that story all the time. So So I really have not. So, yeah, that's my proposal story. So good. So cute. Happily ever after. So do you have any marriage advice? Any wise, wise words? Well, I've only been married just about two years, so I don't have that much experience. But 
I think my advice would be well, it's more that more experience than I have, so you could that's tell true. me. Um, I have two pieces of advice. The first one is that a lot of people, a lot of people say the first year is like a honeymoon phase, and then other people say the first year is really, really hard. I thought the first year was difficult, and I think that I would have. I started to talk to people and I would hear other people be like, yeah, it was like one of, we fought a lot or it was like one of the hardest years and it was wonderful, but also definitely took some just adjusting, even though we had lived together already and all this stuff, but there just is a shift and just like being comfortable in that and like knowing like it's not a big deal if, you know, it's not all like rainbows and butterflies and you're kind of figuring out how to be married, like that's super normal and, you know, just not to worry about that. So that's the first thing. Cause I mean, the second year of marriage has been like, um, has been butterflies and rainbows. And so that's been really wonderful. And I think that my other piece of marriage advice would be like, be easy on each other, you know, like that's what my mom always says. We, (laughs) we sometimes like, talk about this because we both have really high expectations of ourselves and also see each other in such a positive way like in that like we both see that each other just has like endless potential to just be successful in whatever we put our mind to whatever we're involved in like business friendships like whatever it is and sometimes like you could feel like you want to push your partner because you see that potential in them but we've really we really try to just be easy on each other being like you know at the end of the day we have each other and we want to be each other's biggest cheerleader and um I think yeah just be easy on each other and like enjoy it it's funny because um Jake was actually commenting on how nice you were being on WOGS, the episode that we just recorded. Oh, he was? Um, he was just saying, well, he texted me today being like, WOGS isn't intense. And then he's like, you really like laid it on me. And then he was like, Chloe was being so nice, like that she was so happy for Scott. I was like, she's a liar. <laughs> I was like, Chloe's a liar. I'm not a liar, though. I, I know. am. The thing is, like, is that <laughs> I just think that, it, like, it's, I told you this before, but, like, for whatever reason, being married, like, lets a lot right. of that go for me. And You've I think, just grown more. Yeah. And I just think, like, there's sort of a, for me and Scott, at least, like, there's just this sort of settledness in the best way about being married, where it's, like, I know that, like, you know, getting divorced, like, is a lot more complicated than just breaking up, and so, like, we're always going to work through, if we ever have issues, like, we are always going to work through those issues, like, we're not just, it's not, like, the relationships never, and not that it really was really for pretty much our entire relationship, but, like, there's no potential for it to, for him to walk away, or for me to walk away, like, easily in any way, so there's sort of just this ease in being married and knowing, like, okay so like yeah it's annoying that he's like golfing when like I'd rather him be like I don't even know take going to the beach with me or doing whatever Mm -hmm. but like he's happy like Mm -hmm. we're together all the time it makes him happy when he's happy like we're happier because you know we're not like right about golf and I sort of just feel very settled in that now but like even when I was at the point in my relationship that you're at which is like about to get married 
I don't think I was that accepting. I think I made him feel terrible about it all the time. I think, <laughs> I mean, I think I literally constantly was like, okay, well, I guess that's fine. Right. You know, whatever. Right. So right. Jake, right. don't worry. She's wonder. <laughs> and also she's the best. So thanks. You're welcome. Shout out to Jake. Do you have any um, advice, relationship or engagement advice? I forgot to ask you that. Um, it is funny, like hearing everyone because every relationship is so different, but everyone today I think has said kind of something that applies to all. Um, I do agree. It's hard being last because I do agree with everything everyone has said today. Um, I would say being each other's best friend, it's so cliche because every single human being says this, like, I married my best friend. But, like, there's a reason yeah. that, like, applies to every single marriage or every single relationship. Um, because, like, even if, like, the honeymoon phase dies down or whatever, like, you're literally BFF. Yeah. Um. And, like, I know I can just, like, text Jake, like, anything and he'll, like, give me a lengthy response and, like, walk me through it or, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's important to keep, like, the friendship alive um, and, like, communicate. That's my other thing. Communication is my number one, like not only communicate with each other, but like when, if he communicates better with his family, like everyone's on the same page and it's yeah. all copacetic or whatever. And keeping uh, like everybody sort of in the loop, like in the yeah. same all the time and like making yes. sure that communication channels are like always open. Right. So that like everyone's on the same level playing field, like everyone's knows what's going on with us or with him and there's no like hard feelings because I can imagine I know that like families can affect a relationship and that has not happened with us and it, I really don't see it ever happening but I can see that if you know a family feels like they don't know as much that could create tension within the relationship because there's literally no reason for it so true. Um, so I think it's best to communicate with each other with your family members um, and you know just love each other and be self-aware and that's all yeah. we can do. And being best friends is so true. I mean, like yeah. we always are like, sometimes we get like so excited that we like our best friends and yeah. we're like everything that we do, like I just love doing everything with him and he's always right. that to me too. Like if it, and that's where the whole like golf thing comes from. Like that's, that's where it stems from. Like it's like not something not- that, but honestly, like the one time I did go in the cart, I enjoyed it. You should just try it. Yeah. No, I will one day. Like, oh, like Scott said the other day, he also listened, you know, and then he texted me and said um, that he thinks that we should go on a couple's trip, go on couple's trips where they can golf and we can do our thing. And I think that's that's a great solution. That's ideal. Perfect. Let's book it. That sounds fabulous. Should we just come on your mini man or... <laughs> we were gonna end up going like in the same kind of area after my wedding, but I that know. was before COVID. Um, anyways, that's our lengthy. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been fun. It's so fun to hear like everyone's stories and stuff because it's just like yeah. you know everyone. I don't know. I find everyone's this stuff so, so fun different. and enjoyable. It, 
everyone's so different, but like you can relate to, to everyone at the same time. So yeah. it's super fun. So fun. So thanks to Shira, Jen and Haley for coming on today and being great SWAC guests. Um, and yeah, you know, if you're out there looking for the one, the one's coming. Oh, the one is definitely coming. Timing is everything, especially now. Like my friends who are single, like are meeting people and it's just like marriage set week, second week. They're just like ready to go. Move they're in. married. Like just it's happening. Um, but yeah, if you have any funny proposal stories, hit us up in the DMs. Relationship right stories, relationship cues. Yes, we'd love to share and have you on. So yeah, so um, follow us on Instagram at Swack Podcast. Like, review, subscribe, rate. Send it to your friends. Get everyone involved. Yeah, please share, share Swack with anyone that you think might be interested in listening. Sharing um, is caring. It's so caring. And <laughs> we care about you. So thanks for listening. I'm Thank Chloe. You. If you've made it this far, we really do appreciate you. Thank you yeah, so much. I'm Jilly. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great night. Sayonara. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.